Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, Bridget McGowan here, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. Today, I have with me Anthony White. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you, and honestly, it's a pleasure to be here. I've been waiting for this for a very long time, so thank you for having me. Yes, I'm very excited because you are a younger speaker, and so you're going to bring a perspective to the show that is going to be quite refreshing, I think, and I believe quite helpful to listeners. So before we started the show, you know, we always, I always do a little chatting with my guests to just, I don't know, just learn about them and find out what's going on with them. So we learned that we share a commonality and we'll bring that up later, everybody. So (laughs) just giving you a little bit of a teaser. And one thing that caught my attention with that commonality is you bring your full self to your presentations when you deliver. Um, I want to know, how did you get started speaking and how did you get comfortable with bringing your full self and some of your personal story to your presentations? How did you get started uh, and how 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 do we get to where we are here now? So basically it all started with me wanting to change the world, but not really knowing how to. So I just got done being homeless in 2000. I started being homeless in 2020. 2020, I started being homeless. And I went to be homeless all the way. I want to say to like the end of last year, honestly. And it all started with the first podcast appearance ever. Like I'm sitting down trying to figure out what to do with my life, not knowing what to do with my life. And the first thing I noticed is I had to self-evaluate myself and use my talents. So first I had to figure out what I was good at. And, you know, at first I loved basketball with a passion. I love sports. I love music. I love all these different things. And it all started with, I was like, all right, well, I love to write. What else can I do outside of the basics? Notice I love to talk to people and I love to write. So first things first, I wrote my book, One Second, Seven Days. And right after that, I'm sitting down trying to figure out how to network, network, and network. And I'm doing hashtags on Instagram and everything, not really, really knowing how to market. And this lady stumbled upon me and her name is, um, her name is uh, Christine. And next thing you know, she said, I really want you to connect with Jean. I really want you to connect with them. So ended up connecting with Jean. And right after that, Jean said, hey, man, I got to have you on my podcast. Did a podcast show at the end of the podcast show. He said, what do you want to do to touch people on a bigger scale? I said, you know, put me as a speaker. All I want to do is motivational speak. I want to help people. I want to influence people. I want to help the world. Like, I know how it feels to be one at your lowest points and not really having that many people there for you. So let me, so literally, let me just do that. So he connected me with the speaker. Right after that, speaker kind of gave up on me. I want to say like after like a month and a half, maybe two months. And I'm trying to figure out really what to do. I'm trying to figure out how to network. I'm trying to figure out how to put myself out there. And 
next thing you know, I found a publicist, started going with the publicist, and it was all she wrote from right there, I swear. Wow. Started doing radio appearances, the TV appearances, ended up covering, what is it, two, three countries. I did uh, on AMA's TV in front of 20th Century Studios, CNN. I covered who uh, India, um, uh, what is it, uh, Germany, and it was the United Kingdom. Wow. I wow. did that, and that right there started with me being persistent. As long being as I was persistent. Pers- 100%. As long as I was persistent on a daily basis, trying to find connections from people who are on a bigger scale than me, then I knew if I had the correct pitch, oh, everything will escalate from there. All it does is take time. Persistence, putting yourself out there. And then I heard pitch. How did you figure out your pitch? Because I think that's what is missing oftentimes. People may be willing to put themselves out there. And they have no problem with the persistence and checking in and emailing and messaging and so on. But what about the pitch? How did you figure that out? I use me. I am the pitch. You People have to realize you are your own business. It's just like the question you asked, how did I get so comfortable inside of my own skin in order to be able to tell my full story? I had to get over the part of me not wanting people to see the whole true side of me. Cause you know, I grew up in a hood growing up in one of the most dangerous places in the United States, Cleveland, Ohio. And when somebody knows things about you, it means they have more power over you. I had to get over that standpoint. I had to show myself that whoever I am, that is the power that I have over anybody and everybody. And that's my power to help people. Guys, your pitch is you, literally. <laughs> Even for example, my pitch, hi, my name is Anthony White, motivational speaker. I come from Cleveland, Ohio. My mother had nine kids, raised nine. I give the whole entire pitch. And then I tell them exactly how I want to connect with them instead of just leaving them clueless and saying, hey, I want to connect. What do you want to connect about? Do you want them on your podcast? Do you want them on your TV show? Do you want to collab with them? What do you want to do? It all depends on how you deliver it as well. Because you have to remember, be genuine. You don't just want to make a connection with somebody just to make a connection with somebody. No. You have to truly want to make that genuine connection with them. It's the only way you're going to grow. I want to go back to what you said in terms of people sometimes fearing that the more someone knows about you, the more that someone has power over you. What is something someone can do right now to get past that thinking or to maybe reshape that mindset? So that they do feel comfortable sharing, being vulnerable. You stop thinking of the what ifs and it's really just the what ifs. Every single negative thought that comes inside of your head that, oh man, maybe this can happen. And what if this, the second you stop the what ifs and the maybes and you just go do it, that right there is the first step to get over the fear. Guys, fear is nothing but you being afraid to grow. That's exactly what fear is. The second you get over your fear and you learn that you're really only making yourself feel like this mentally inside of your own mind, guys, it's just to go attack it and do it. I promise. The second you attack it and you do it right now, not this very moment, not on Tuesday, not on Thursday, second you think of it right now, that's when you start to do it. That's when you start to achieve it. And that's when the process starts. Anthony White is a motivational speaker and author. He is the youngest of nine children born a premature crack baby who grew up in Cleveland, Ohio as one of the most dangerous places in the United States. Now he travels the world speaking about mental health, past trauma, 
and how to attack your dreams step-by-step. Now he's in magazines, he's on television, he's on radio, as he shared with you, and podcasts. He's covered more than 50 million people. And he did that. He's reached those 50 million people. He did that in one year. How did you do that? Guys, when I tell you, it, like, it all happened from me stepping out of my comfort zone. I had to step out of my comfort zone of the big celebrities and the people I see running the big old broadcast. Like it all sat down with me sitting down, shooting that pitch. I'm very persistent. I am very, very persistent. Like when I tell you, if you don't answer on Monday, oh, I hope you know I'm going I'm to text you on Wednesday. If you're not going to answer on Wednesday, text you on Friday. Everybody, that's it's- true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very persistent. Like, I lie to you not. That's that right there is really how I got. Like, I spoke in front of, I want to say, like 25, 30 million people right there in front of CNN, the 20th century. I was inside of um, literally one of my friends' DMs for it the long, probably like six months. And when I tell you that he finally answered, people have to remember one thing if you keep knocking and knocking and knocking and not at somebody's front door, they're going to answer at some point. It all depends on how loud you're knocking. That right there is the only thing that it depends on. Somebody's doing a little tiny small knock, small knock. You're probably not going to hear it. It's probably not, you know, it's not going to bother you as much. I'm going to do a very, very hard knock over and over and over again. And that's what people have to understand. Some people might not like it, but they're going to respect it. Not everybody, not everybody will. You have to be okay with that though. Because I lie to you not, the first things first is what they said. When he finally answered my, uh, my text message, he got on a phone call. He said, Anthony, what do you want? I said, hi, my name is Anthony White. <laughs> I gave my entire pitch. I said, I really want to be on your show. He said, Anthony, I've never had anybody 23 years old or 20, no, 20, I was 22 at the time. I never had anybody 22 years old be on my show. You'll be the youngest speaker ever to come on this platform. Are you ready for it? Can you go from a point A to point B to point C? I can do whatever you need me to, whether it was five minutes, two minutes, 30 minutes, one hour. I will give it a 1 million percent. I promise you every time. I love that. I absolutely love that. You show up, you come as the confident person that you are, because remember, people are going to remember how you show up. They're going to, and I mean, do you want to kind of be somebody who is maybe sort of, I think I can do a good job. I'll give it my best shot or absolutely let's do this. What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's about using those those powerful words as opposed to wimpy words. I even blogged about that some years back of getting rid of those wimpy words. Well, I I think I might be able to try to get that in versus I'll be able to do that. Let's get that on the calendar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anthony, what do you typically speak on? I know you work in the areas of trauma and mental health, but what's one of your favorite uh, topics, one of your favorite presentations that you give? I'd have to say um, it was my last speech at the University of Akron. And it's really what I said earlier. If not now, then when? Because that's my biggest thing. Like, if you're not going to start now, then when are you going to start? You're going to start 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, or are you really going to start now in order to set yourself up for success in the next 10 to 20 years? Because people have to realize your mother can't do it for you, your father can't do it for you, your sisters can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. You're the only person that's going to be left with the decision of your life. And the question is, how do you want to be remembered? That's what it all comes down to. What type of legacy do you want to leave behind? 
And the thing is, when are you going to start it? Because at some point it has to happen. You can't just say, all right, on Monday I want it on, or Wednesday I don't want it on, Friday I might want it. No, guys, I want you to know this is an everyday thing. You have to learn how to love your process. Listen, in order to truly love your journey, you have to learn how to love the process. Like the process is one of the biggest parts. People always say it's the end goal. No, it's the person you're going to become during the process to lead you up to that whole end goal. You, I'm a, oh, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> you ask yourself to be somewhere inside of life, right? Life is going to test you over and over and over again. You might say, why is this happening? Thing? Well, why is it happening to me? Things don't happen to you. They happen for you. You ask to be a certain way. That is the moment you sign a contract with life or with God, whoever you believe in. That's the moment you sign that contract and things are going to come your way. As long as you know you can have the courage to step up every single day to attack them and to take them head on, some days your 100% might be 20%. But you have to realize right now that is okay because you still gave it your all. That's the only thing that it matters because if not now, then when? How much of your personal story goes into either that presentation or any other presentation? It goes into it 100%. I feel everything that I speak about all steps inside of my story because I have to self-analyze myself on a daily basis in order to help people on a daily basis. So I know you and I shared with each other before starting this conversation that we are both adopted. Now, that's something that I don't share a lot with people. I, uh, yeah, I don't know that a lot of people know that about me, um, but that was something that I learned about well into adulthood and it was kept private from me. It was kept a secret from me and to compound matters, it was something that everybody else in the family knew but I was not supposed to know. And uh, you and I talked just a touch about how that being adopted, forget about the circumstances, don't worry about when you were told or how you were told, but when you do find out how that really does something to your identity, how do you see that being a part of your presentation this identity struggle that you may have had when you were told that you were adopted or that you may still struggle with now how does that play into what you deliver to your audiences so I have to realize that just like I kind of really what I said earlier things will happen to you that happen for you and that's one thing that really helped me along the way I realized like I kind of have both perspectives I'm able to really know how it feels to be that way. And I know how it feels to, you know, see it from a different perspective. I noticed I have to be able to see things from both sides of the story. And if I wasn't adopted, I wouldn't be able to see things from both sides of the story because I have to understand the perspective of my adoption parents and I have to understand the perspective of the people that gave birth to me, you feel me? So it's like, the second I had to realize like, all right, everything has two sides. I had to, I had to really be okay with that. Like it's those two sides. I have to understand where you're coming from, I understand where you're coming from. So now I have to sit down and have a balance within myself to be okay with these type of things, to notice that, all right, everything that you guys did, it shaped me to be the person that I am. It didn't do anything to me, it didn't disrupt my life, it made me into who I am so I can help the world, so I can help the people around me. And that's one thing that I really had to realize and how I really bring it inside of every tiny speech. Because anything and everything that I speak is both sides. You will get my biological mother and you will get the people that adopted me. 
no matter what, I'm still going to still show how much love I have and how I still am both of them and still able to sit down and help the people around me, honestly, on a daily basis with anything and everything that I encounter. You bring your full self to the presentation. You bring 100% every side there is to Anthony White to the presentation. In a few minutes, you'll have an opportunity to ask me a question. I've got to ask you this. From the very second we started speaking, your confidence is undeniable. Have you always been this confident person that we're seeing? And no, here- I lied to you. No, not at all. I swear. <laughs> okay, give us the secret sauce. Okay, so guys, it took me to getting, I had to notice to get, to be comfortable, I have to get uncomfortable. That's probably one of the biggest things that I go by. And, you know, it all kind of happened during high school. You know, like I, I was able to go to a whole new environment, go to a whole new place and I was very, very shy at first, guys. I was so shy. My parents got married when I was like, when I was four years old. I didn't walk down the aisle. I was so scared. I just sat there and cried. I, I promise. I remember everything. Like I wouldn't stand on stage to to do the little church singing and everything. The choir. No, I'm shy. I'm not doing it. What I did was I got uncomfortable in order to be comfortable. And the first things first that I did, I had to realize that every single thing that I encounter is a lesson. So if I didn't do this, which is by me being shy, how am I supposed to know that that opportunity wasn't for me? Mm. That's one thing that was gonna bother me the most. Like me personally, I don't like to burn bridges. I, I, I really hate it, I personally do. Because if, if I cut a bridge with you, who am I to say that we weren't supposed to be business partners later down the road? It's all about stepping outside of your comfort zone to go really be the person that you really want to be. Everybody wants to be a person, but so scared to go do such a thing. I was just so scared and so scared. And I just really had to really realize that, guys, I'm really more scared just to grow because what happened if I don't become successful? That's exactly what everybody thinks. What if I don't become successful while giving it my 100%? You will never know until you go try. That's exactly what helped me step outside of my comfort zone to go attack everything that I needed to. Because you're going to keep sitting down questioning. Listen, I'd rather be tired and depressed while trying to achieve my dream than sitting down on the couch and being tired and depressed and trying to achieve my dream. Mm. So I'd rather go get it every single day and step outside of my comfort zone. That is so well put. You have, you always have a choice. That's something that I talk about in one of my keynotes, how you always have a choice. You can take lemons and make it into lemonade. You can take mm-hmm. pop rocks and make it into into Kool-Aid. You always mm-hmm. have a choice, right? And so you can mm-hmm. sit on that sofa and be depressed and, and tired and worn out from not working toward your dreams, or you can be tired and worn out because you are working toward your dreams. I mean, that that's like it's so brilliant, but it's also such a no-brainer. But it's 100%. so much more brilliant than it is a no-brainer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay, Anthony, what is your question for me? My question to you is, now this might be a little bit deep, but, now, but now since you do know that you are adopted, how are you going to import this inside of your speeches? Right. I am so glad you asked that. So, I am working on that. I am like seriously working on that. For the first time ever, I did share that in a keynote I delivered in January of 2022. 
I cannot remember exactly the context of it. I wish I could remember because there were three key messages I was giving in that presentation. And it was okay. to a group of people who were in career transition. They had either you know, been laid off or whatever the case was. And so I'm shining this ray of hope and light onto them. But I remember that was the first time I'd ever shared that with anyone in a keynote. And so for me, I've got to work on, I have like this, this homework that I have to do. I'm not even kidding you. I have this homework that I'm going to do over the, I'm about to take a few weeks off. I'm going to do that homework over the break that I'm giving myself because I do want to work that in, mm -hmm. but having found out about the adoption after being well into adulthood, that is a lot to handle and I you know I'm trying to make sense of everything and I want to be prepared to answer just about any question that comes my way like if you had asked me this question 15 years ago I would not have been able to answer it for you right I, I would not have been you know I was not in a place to answer it it it, it took me maybe about seven or eight years after learning about the adoption to even tell people that I was adopted because I just wasn't ready to try to answer any kind of questions to address anything with it because I'm still trying to sort through it in my mind. Right. And so here we are. I've known about the adoption now for 16 years now. Yeah, 16 okay. years now. And it 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 took... 15 years before I was even able to work it into a presentation. And even with that, the fact that I went an entire year, all of 2020 and worked it into only one presentation. And I've done, I don't know how many presentations in 2022 that lets me know I'm still not ready. It's, it's still not because I needed to be a lesson for people. I don't want it to be this. Oh my goodness. This shocker, this, like, oh, wow, geez, Louise. Mm -hmm. Because that's usually the reaction I get when I tell people just a little piece of it, right? And mm -hmm. I'm fine with that, but then I need there to be a story with it. And so that's my right. work. That's my homework is figuring out how do I work that into a presentation where people get a lesson, where people get some kind of a takeaway that makes them want to be better. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a long rambling answer. Not no, that. no, I got you 100%. <laughs> so I totally understood you. Can I give you a piece of advice? Yes. Okay, okay. So the one thing that helped me was taking it step by step. Like, I understand that the whole entire fool thing is a big concept to truly understand, especially I know, hey, you have to go get your bits and pieces to figure out the hows and well, how come I didn't know? Like, it's definitely tons of things that you have to go figure out 100% in order to truly be at peace with yourself. I definitely understand that. I'd have to say, once you get over like a tiny bit of like over like the first piece, not over it, but once you actually figure out the whole entire full concept and you've healed from it, instead of just getting past it, once you've healed from it, then you're able to do, I feel the first part and incorporate it inside the speech instead of trying to figure out the entire story. Because even me, I don't even like, I know bits and pieces of my story that I know how to incorporate, like incorporate into my speech, but I still have things I have to figure out too that my mother won't go sit down and explain to me. 
because she's still sprung out on drugs. You know what I mean? I still have a father sitting in jail. You know what I mean? So it's it's still things that I won't even get the pieces to, but I can still help just by knowing the pieces and the things that I've healed from individually. So the second you figure out the tiny things you healed from first, that's what you, I feel you can incorporate inside your speech to make people learn. I had an epiphany, Anthony. Maybe part of my message is you don't have to have everything figured out before you just take that big step. That part. That Maybe part. that's it, right? Maybe that's it. Because you're you're spot on with regard to me just trying to figure out like what what is the big message? What is the big takeaway? And you know, and you're telling me, Bridget, no, just speak on the pieces where you feel most confident, where you feel like you've healed from them, you've got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And that's such sage advice. Well, I, you know, I'm this, I feel like this is turned into the Anthony White show as opposed to, <laughs> this is, this is fantastic. <laughs> and to the listeners, I want you to do the same thing. Don't feel like you have to have everything figured out. I've got to have my hair figured out, my outfit figured out, my speech figured out, my PowerPoint deck figured out, my slide deck figured out, my, no. Just take what you have and speak from the heart with the intent of setting your audience on fire. And when I say set your audience on fire, I'm not meaning they've got, I I don't mean they need to be swinging from the rafters and screaming and howling and you've got to be jumping up and down and going, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they're moved and that they feel like this was time well spent. When they get up and walk out of that presentation room where you were, they should feel in a better position, in a better space than they were when they entered the room. That's setting the room on fire. 1,000%. Oh my goodness. Everybody, make sure you go to amazon.com and get Anthony White's book, One Second, Seven Days. Get your copy, get a copy for yourself, get a copy for a relative, a friend, a colleague, makes a great gift, amazon.com. Anthony White, one second, seven days. Anthony, what else do listeners need to know from you in order to just make sure they're stepping out there boldly? All honesty, I have to say is be courageous, guys. Like, be courageous 1000% because the more courage you have, the more you're able to take on day to day. Like, you have to realize, like, it's such a worst day, like, can you look yourself in the mirror when you're at your lowest points? Can you get up when you just had a death in the family? Can you get up when you're starving? Can you get up when you have no place to stay? Can, can you get up at the worst of the worst? Do you have the courage to keep getting back up? Do you have the courage to look yourself in the mirror? Do you have the courage to, all honesty, influence somebody else even when you're at your lowest point? I was homeless when I wrote my book. A lot of you not, but I realized that I could help other people when I wasn't in a homeless situation. So that right there is what I, what I really, really want to tell viewers because the courage part is very, very huge, guys, to look yourself in the eye because at the end of the day, it's your life. It's not anybody else's life. You have to be personally okay with the choices that you make on a daily basis in order to get to where you want to be. So be courageous and do not be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone because when you step outside of your comfort zone, I bet it's probably just to make you grow. So please, 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 please give it your all every single day because I give it my all every single day 
And I'm going to tell you all, I'm working, y'all. I'm going to tell you this right now. I am working completely. I memorize every single time zone. So one thing you got to do is you got to outwork me. You got to outwork me. I memorize every single time zone that there is. So you can try to outwork me, but now it's your decision. Can you outwork me? Can you outwork yourself? Do you have the courage to outwork yourself? Do you have the courage to outwork me? We're not the only one who dreams the dreams that we dream. There's somebody else chasing the same exact dream. So the question is, how bad do you want it? Mm, I could not have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Anthony White, for being on the show and for just being the bright light that you are. Thank you. Honestly, it's a pleasure to be here. I can I love this show with a passion. This is probably the best show of the year. I swear I lied to you not. It's the best show of the year. Get out. That warms I, my heart. <laughs> I promise it's the best show of the year. That is so awesome. I appreciate that. Well, that lets me know that we're doing something right and that I know listeners are going to take away more than one or two nuggets, lessons, bright pieces from this so thank you so much thank you for what you're doing on the stage and off the stage so uh kudos to you for all that you've accomplished and i can't wait to see what else you do with your life thank you uh, honestly the same thing to you Just, oh, we locked in now i hope you know we're yeah we're friends I, now so yeah i, yeah, I know I, yeah you're stuck with me i'm gonna tell you this right now you're stuck <laughs> Yes, I I know. I got that sense very early on that we were locked in. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, listen, use social media to your advantage. That is how Anthony and I met. I can't remember if he reached out to me. I reached out to him, but we became a part of each other's network. It's like, hey, you're a speaker. I'm a speaker. Let's collaborate. I've got a show. You've got a show. Let's be on each other's show and so on and so forth. Don't be afraid to step out there and just connect with people who are in the same industry as you, same city, same town, same job, company, whatever. So just find that commonality. And then as Anthony and I discovered, there were just more commonalities between us. Just do that. Like you said, get out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to reach out and connect with people. And you just never know um, what, what opportunities it'll lead to. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And uh, with that, I am going to say thank you one last time to Anthony and thank you to the listeners. I am Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone.